welcome back to the Church of the Geek, episode 19, 19 already, The Vocation of Ultron. Dive deep into our summer blockbuster episode as Brian and I uh, discuss the Age of Ultron and how the Age of Ultron helps us to understand where we fit in in the world. Sit back, grab some popcorn, and enjoy. So, Brian, how are you? Hey, I'm doing all right, David. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How about yourself? I am good. I am wet and soggy, and uh, school is ending, but otherwise doing great. Um, it's, uh, are you wet and soggy because school is ending, so all of the tears are... Yes, yes, it's just, just streams of tears because school is ending. No, no, it's It's rain. <laughs> It's rain, followed by rain, followed by rain, followed by rain. Um, I could be... Any sign of let up? No. I mean, are they talking at all? No. Uh, We got rain scheduled through at least this week, probably next week as well. Yeah, 40 to 60% chance every day. Um, Had another two and a half inches this morning uh, in our neighborhood. Um, So it just keeps on coming. It's the gift that doesn't quit. Um, yeah. Like, but, couldn't we divert that over to, like, California? Right? We keep nice? asking that question, but no, no, it doesn't work that way. But, you know, the flip no, side it is doesn't. we Texas has been in a drought for eight years, since 2007, um, and we're not for the first time, which is nice. Uh, still still catching up on our um, water table is still catching up. This is all surface water, but, I mean, for the first yeah. time, it's it's green. It's almost... June and it's green in Texas. It's unusual and and that part of it is really kind of nice uh, to not be dealing with drought. So there you go. That's Take great. what you can get. That's great. Uh, well, so very good. We're gonna have to work to not talk over each other because um, I can see you and your pretty face, uh, but you can't see me. So, yay. Well, we will work on that. We will work on that. Yep. Yeah. We'll uh, be very careful. We will. Careful. Uh, 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 right. Each other. Exactly. All right. So, uh, uh, Age of Ultron. Oh, man. Best one yet? That was, I, I mean, really. Is, is it the best one in the Marvel Universe? It might be. I'm trying to think of anything in my head. That was as good. I think it's a toss-up between Age of Ultron and Guardians. For me, um, Guardians just hit all the right notes for me. Um, I like Age of Ultron. Yeah. It might edge it out just a 
smidge for me just because they went so deep with some of that stuff. Um, what's life? What's it look like? All the, the hints to the imagery. We should say, um, spoilers. We're talking about a movie that came out and we're going to talk about things that happened in it and spoilers. If you haven't seen it, go now. Pause this. Go watch it. Do it. (laughs) Go spend your money. Buy the extra large popcorn and the drink and get the whole experience and go watch the movie now. Then come back and listen to this. All right. Yeah. Yeah, but spoilers. It was, it was, there is so much going on in the movie. I mean, I think we could probably have about three episodes talking about the movie, just right. The layers. Yeah. Um, that's on there. Like you said, there's, there's so much that they pack into it. Storylines and, uh, and philosophies and yeah. Favorite I mean, moment. And, oh, you have one. I, 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 I oh, there's a, there's a couple. I, I think I'm going to single out just, um, at the end. Yeah. Where they take their final stand in the church. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's just beautiful, isn't it? it? It was really awesome. Yeah, really well um, done. All right, but I'm all okay. What's yours? What was yours? All right, so there, there's lots. I I love the over, <laughs> over scripture quotes. Uh, someone posted a great blog, and I think I mentioned it in our last one, right? If 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 you don't teach your kids the Bible, Marvel will, um, or if you don't teach your kids about God. Marvel will, uh, which I think is absolutely true. They've absolutely been doing that. Um, just because there, there's so much meaning in these stories and, and, and they've picked them up. But the moment for me, um, is when vision appears and, and they're asking vision who he, it is. Um, mm-hmm. and vision's response, I am. Uh, right. Like chills. <laughs> chills right there i mean that's it right there isn't it i mean and and who shall i say has sent me i am that i am god says to moses and 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 the guards are here to arrest jesus and they say he says who are you looking for and they say jesus of nazareth and jesus says ego a me i am i mean there's just and i think that is the most fall to the ground right exactly i think that's the most subtle moment in the movie that's just absolutely dripping with meaning that went over so many people's head, but just sent like I cheered. I, I was the only one in the movie theater at that moment that cheered that like that right there got me. They, well, most posts, most folks probably didn't get that. No, but I think that can't be yeah. accidental. That yeah. one. So that was mine. So you were going to say you had, yeah. a, you had a, um, you had a, but also, well, I, oh, no, I'm going to, I'll come back to the, but, I, I just got to say this. I have a confession to make. Um, I, I collected almost the entire run of Avengers West Coast. And in that, in the, in that run of, um, that comic, the vision and the Scarlet Witch actually are married. Okay. Um, and they, uh, and they, they are very prominent throughout the entire hundred and some issues, right? And as well as Hawkeye and his wife, Bobby, who, um, is is actually Mockingbird, and so that's it's a different kind of right uh, line than the cinematic universe goes on. But I really liked the Vision. I thought it was I thought he was a really fantastic character. Oh yeah. And uh, honestly, 
I had missed that the vision was going to be in, in Age of Ultron. I missed it. It was the biggest surprise for me. Uh, and I nearly, uh, I nearly exploded with joy. I don't think they told us. I don't think it was in any of the previews, was it? I don't think you, you knew that. Well, he was but coming. all of the stuff that I read, all of the, I mean, he's, he, he bursts out when Thor comes down and, you know, brings the, the, the lightning and releases him and he comes out and I start to go, wow, he's starting to look like the, he kind of looks like the vision. He, right. Oh, oh, he's the vision. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I totally, yeah, I totally missed that. And, uh, that, so that was a, Huge surprise for me, and and his, and of course the little playing around with, um, then the it, that perfectly set up this the the scene before uh, in the uh, when uh, the Avengers are all sitting around and playing with Thor's hammer, right? Or, you know, trying to lift that. That was such a great payoff. Yeah, that yeah. that worked throughout that whole thing. That he then he was able, which actually then if you go back, right? Who are you? I am. Right. right. I mean, right. I think there's there's a there's an extra layer there then. Oh, building layers on the. All right, all right. So so here's here's all right, we'll we'll get to other stuff later. Uh, here here's the question, uh, Steve, uh, uh, Captain America. Could he lift the hammer, and he pretended he couldn't, or did he almost lift the hammer? <laughs> Like, I, did he almost I, lift it and he wasn't able to, or did he almost lift it and then realized he shouldn't and then didn't to save Thor's puny little god ego? No, I, I think I, I don't think it was uh, his uh, his ego. I think it just goes to the verge of who Captain America is. I think he almost could lift it. He was almost worthy. All right. See now, put but, me in the. See, I think it's part of why he's worthy that he didn't lift it. He could. Sure. Right. Right. It's it, it's it's the the it's it's his kenosis moment. Right. It, uh, yeah, I could. Yeah, I'm better and stronger and more worthy. But I don't need to prove it to you. Like that's totally Captain America. All right. I'm just I'm just going to disagree. I think we're all, right. all in the, you know. I mean, this is not a uh, who shot first question. <laughs> no, no, there's a clear answer to that one. Absolutely, um, but um, I mean, I think it's a, I think it's an, an interesting question uh, that you can debate. But I, I yeah. do think that, uh, and people are. <laughs> well, of course, because what else do we have to do? All right, so uh, hit us up on Twitter, Twitter at Geek Church, or on Facebook, facebook.com slash Geek Church. Let us know. Uh, two questions. What was your favorite moment in Age of Ultron? And two, can Captain America lift the hammer? Let us know what you think. Solve, solve, our, solve our dilemma here. Or, or, and, and or to please, phrase the question another please. way, to phrase the question another way, how wrong is Brian? Uh, no, how wrong is David? <laughs> no, 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 no. So, um, <clears throat> yeah. So I thought, though, I mean, with all of the stuff that goes on, and it's two and a half hours of so much stuff coming down on top of you, none of it dragged. Yeah. Um, there was a little bit, I, I mean, and I and I fit with everyone else. Uh, some of the CGI stuff in the opening scene, yeah. meh, you know, it was clearly CGI. and Sure. Uh, set aside, but okay. Uh, but it was still, it was big. It was, I mean, it was crazy. Um, 
but uh yeah it was uh everything moved and nothing dragged and it was it was really wonderful especially and i thought this was the great thing that when we got the break from the action and we were at the farmhouse yeah i thought that was great so well done those were such great scenes um the stuff between uh black widow and banner yeah uh, was was great. The stuff between Hawkeye and his wife. Which, let's stick a pin in that. Let's come back to, to this real quick. Yeah. I just want to say, we are going to come back to Black Widow. We are going to talk about um, uh, women and how women are depicted in geek culture. Um, especially, of course, we'll come around to Black Widow because that's been an issue, how, how Black Widow has depicted her storyline. Um, that's been a part of the conversation. Um, so stay tuned for a future episode of Geek of the Church, and we're going to pick that piece back up again. But absolutely, yeah, I just wanted to say that for people listening. Yeah, we're not we're not ignoring that. But like yeah. I said, it, it's another element of that movie that we can we can revisit. So yeah, but uh, um, and and another another nice thing I thought with the movie is that we're well into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, right? We didn't have to go into a ton of backstory. This this was all, I thought, much more sort of forward-looking um, storyline from here. Right. So I, I will say, in terms of storytelling, that's the piece I really liked. Um, Avengers, even though you knew a bunch of these guys from the previous movies, if you'd seen Thor, if you'd seen Iron Man, if you'd seen Captain America... It still had to do a lot of um, who are the players sort of world building the first Avengers movie. And and this one didn't. It could go straight into blowing stuff up. It could go straight into here's the action um, and let's move the story. And I really yeah, appreciated which that. I don't, yeah, I don't mean to say that it – because, I mean, clearly there was stuff that looked backwards. Yeah. You know, it, with characters' backstory – but I thought it all worked to drive the story forward. Right. Um, right. Not, you know, we, we didn't have to spend time, uh, bringing people up to speed. Right. So yeah, yeah. That was, I, I thought that was a really great part of that movie, which is maybe why it didn't drag. Yeah. Um, so, and, and, uh, as well, as long as I'm in confession, I'm also going to say this, um, I, I've always, <laughs> Despite the fact that I read uh, Avengers West uh, for that entire, I've always found Hawkeye to be a pain in the butt. Um, oh, all right. Uh, and not and not really, you know. I always wondered who was the biggest weenie uh, superhero, <laughs> uh, Hawkeye or Green Arrow? You oh know? God! Um, you ooh, don't like the archers. Ooh, you can shoot arrows. Woo! And and actually, I, I I am repenting of that one because of the really ex, actually excellent uh, comic right now, Hawkeye, um, that's out, which is kind of what does Hawkeye do when he's not in the Avengers, which is different than in the movie, but um, it's a really excellent comic. Um, yeah. But uh, also this one, he he made him so human, and that was totally the point. And I went, oh. Yeah, I mean, and that again, that was coming from the farmhouse scene stuff right, with his right. wife and and all, and yeah, that was that was really wonderful. So there's something to Hawkeye, though I think, um, and and like you're saying, there's something to, and 
and there's an overlap there with Hawkeye and Black Widow, uh, right? The superheroes mm-hmm. who are not super, right? Who are just um, talented, skilled. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, right, but but who who don't have who are not minor gods in their own right, who are not um, um, deformed by mutations or, or enhanced by de- mutations, whichever way you want to say it, um, who who still are able to hold their own. Um, yeah. Agreed, agreed, right? Um, so for me, this, this whole thing, and particularly with Black Widow and... Um, and Hawkeye, I, I don't. Even though Tony Stark is is essentially a mere mortal, I mean he's the he's the billionaire genius inventor who can you know encase himself in you know iron, right. where you know armor that that doesn't. It's not exactly the same. No, it's you not. Know? Uh, in a sense, his his intellect is his superpower, backed by his billions of right. dollars. Yes, his uh, bankroll. So that uh, just set that aside. He and you Bruce know, Wayne. He, he's a special. What's that? He and Bruce Wayne. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, he and Bruce Wayne. Uh, but um, it, it really comes down to, the, I think, it, it rung for me uh, with issues of vocation. Yeah. It, yeah. It became, say, it became and, you know, say I'm more. a campus what, Say more. Say more. What? what is that Scrabble word you're using there? Yeah. Well, I mean, so this is important, I think, because um, – as a campus pastor, I talk about vocation all the time, uh-huh. whether or not students realize it. Um, but, you know, vocation often, it gets abused. I think sometimes we, we the way uh, sort of the world talks about vocation, very much they just mean, what's your job? What right. do you get paid to do? Um, and often in religious circles, we talk about vocation and it means being a, being like a professional religious person. Right. Um you know, that's, oh, that's your, your, that's your calling. And, and they, those are, that is certainly a calling, but, um, calling is a whole lot more, uh, broader than that. And it's, um, you know, it's not just what you, you work. Cause some people work, uh, to get a paycheck so that they can carry out their vocation. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, the poet will go work at Starbucks so that he has, he has the ability to continue to write and have a flexible schedule that he can do that. You know, right. uh, there's, there's lots of ways. What is it? But it is at the, at the heart. It's vocatio, uh, for the Latin word. And it means it's calling, you know, what is it that you're, that you're called to do? Um, and, uh, you know, I think, uh, historically, Luther and, and Calvin, the, the Protestants start developing a sense of calling outside of the religious sense. Yeah. But then it, it, it falls over uh, and it gets, and it gets, it goes the other direction then into that, um, sort of that whole Protestant work ethic. Um, well, you have jobs and, you know, you have to get paid and therefore you, it, it, it starts to transform what's your station in life. Right. And that's not exactly it either. We, we want to avoid that sort of language, but Bart had a great convert, uh, sort of a, a great way of talking about it. Um, Karl Bart talked about it essentially as an invitation. uh, invitation into a journey uh, to new harbors uh, where you can truly be yourself. Okay. I thought that that fits so well with um, Hawkeye and the Black Widow 
who who are they? Okay. And how is it that they are able to to be their self? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, they're the paragons of 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 this kickassery um because that's what they do. Right. Um, they are they, they are these perfect visions and and th- that's what they have trained and developed themselves to be. Um that's that's who they are, right? And that was the sense I thought when um when uh Hawkeye was talking with his wife. Yeah. You know, there was the sense in that conversation. I have to do this because it's who I am. And and for him it was about reminding, you know, the superpower the superpowered people. Right. That there are real people at stake. Hmm. And so it was and so for him and another way we talk about vocation is about that that double the double love. The love of God and love of neighbor. And that we primarily love God by loving our neighbor. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it becomes a it becomes a sacrificial sense um, of, of giving of ourselves for the sake of others. And then so Hawkeye loves the team by being part of the team, but he also loves the neighbors and the people whose whose buildings and, and world is just getting wiped out by these superpower people. And he helped remind them there are people at stake here. Right. Real live people. I'm going to, I'm going to shut up now. Well, no, no, no. you're, you're asking please. good questions and I appreciate you taking the time to, to flesh out where you're coming from. Um, so here's a question based on that. So, so we're talking about vocation. Um, which is Hawkeye's vocation? Because he's got this whole other life that we didn't know about, right? Um, so is mm-hmm. Hawkeye's vocation the work he does with the Avengers? Or is Hawkeye's vocation the other life we didn't know about? What do you think? Uh, yeah, I think that's the, that's the other side of it, too, is we tend to talk about vocation as singular. But yes. we really we have multiple callings in Go. our life. I am called, I'm called to be a dad. Yep. I'm called to be a husband. Um, I'm called to be a pastor. Um, you know, there are, there are, there are many ways that we are called in life. It's, it's the, it's the reason why I have real hard problems when people go like, well, what, what are you going to do with your life? And as if there's only one path that we can take and that we can't deviate from that because, you know, God only calls us to one thing that no, right. No, no, no. Part of the, and in fact, part of the fallenness of our of our world, right? And the things the, that shows that we're fallen is that we actually have we have competing callings at times, right? Yeah. You know what? I'm sorry. I have to be a dad right now. Okay. I can't. I can't do my pastor stuff right now. Okay. Yes. So that is uh, uh, exactly to me what I loved about um, that depiction of of vocation. Um, because that was who he, like he says, this is who I most, what I have to do. This is the thing I, this is who I am. I have to go out and, and continue this. And so he does. And that's the work with the Avengers. And it's part of who he is, but he is also called to be father, called to be spouse. And that's a part of who he is too. And you can tell when he walks into that house that that is who he is, that, that like that is integral to his being. And, and, and he seems himself in that setting in a way that we haven't seen many of the other characters really seem like themselves. They've seemed more like characters, right? Um, and, and, and there he seems like a relatable, real human being. 
And I think that's deeply meaningful and a great way of identifying that both of these things are essential to who he is. I am father, spouse, pastor, uh, son, community member, citizen, and those are all callings of mine. Those are all my vocation. And I think we need to do better. We need to do better about helping people identify that vocation is not either or. Sometimes you have to make either or choices in how you spend your time and in how you spend your energy. But vocation is not either or. You can be called to more than one thing. Right. And I and while I really love the the, the, the Frederick Buechner quote about how yeah. our vocation is where uh, our greatest joy meets the world's greatest need. Yeah. Sometimes that's the case. And sometimes it's simply... Um, living out our life where we are. Mm-hmm. And, and again, not that that means that that puts us in a set sort of social setting, but, you know, um, all areas of life are sacred. Yeah. Um, all those arenas that we find ourselves in and, and in, you know, we're called in different ways. Um, yeah. So it's, it, it, that, that's just for me, that was a, sort of, again, layers that, that are in that movie that just, yeah. I wanted to go, man. Yeah. And, uh, and again, again, we're going to come back to Black Widow uh, elsewhere, but um, the whole notion of what happens when a particular calling is taken away from you before you have a chance to even know it. Right. To know if you're called to it. Like, what does that do to a person? Right. Um, if if something is taken away from you, and so you always there's always what if. Yeah. Before I became a pastor, I I was I was a, I was, a um, I was a physicist. I was working on my PhD. Oh really? And I, uh, yeah, I was. Yeah, Things I, I was, didn't uh, know. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was, I was in, actually in uh, the graduate program in acoustics uh, uh-huh. at Penn State. And, okay. Uh, um. I was doing, uh, <laughs> I was listening to, to bubbles and trained in liquid helium. Uh, but okay. just, anyway, what I found was, well, I, I thought I, I was called to be a, a scientist. Um, and I love physics. I don't regret the time that I spent doing it. I found I love physics. I just hated doing it. Okay. You know? Yeah. And I had before, when I graduated from college, I had uh, planned to go to seminary. But then I backed out because I freaked out. I'm like, wait, I'm supposed to be a scientist. Uh, and then I went, right? And I always felt like it was great right. that I got rid of the what if question. Like, I, what if I, what if I really should have followed it? No, no, no. no. Oh, I went down the road. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But you know, if if that had been somehow taken away from me that I couldn't even think about doing it. Yeah. Well, that's a whole different. That's a whole different. So I, I kind of feel, you know, um, the what if question happens, like, how do you know that you're called to this place and, and, and that, and, uh, yeah, my, my answer is it's that what you can't not. Yeah. Right. Does that make sense? You follow? Absolutely. Um, for, for me, that's, that's how, like, there are lots of great, great ways to identify it. And, and I actually do like the Beekner quote, um, but I, I, I think there's an element missing. I, I think it's where um, 
your joy meets the world's needs and your skills. Like, I've got joy in things that I am no good at. They are not my <laughs> calling. Right? Um, I may enjoy them, and, and they might be a great hobby, but they are not going to help the world meet any of its needs, no matter how much yeah. I enjoy them. Um, and, and so I, I, I do find that helpful. Um, but in my own life, identifying that calling, it's it's the thing that I can't not do. Like I, so when I, when I, um, one of my favorite vocation stories and, and the story that I like to tell folks who, who are considering it, um, is the best advice I've received in, in preparing for ministry. Um, we were sitting with my grandfather who had some memory loss at the end of his life. Um, and we were at dinner and my mom was introducing him to me again or me to him again, uh, and said, you know, Rodney, this is your grandson, David, and he's in seminary. He's going to be a pastor like you and Chris. Do you have any advice from your, from your years in parish ministry? Do you have any advice to, to pass on to him? And he's eating his dinner and he looks up at me and he says, yeah, do something else. He goes back to eating. <laughs> uh-huh. Which is brilliant. Uh-huh. Like if you can do something else, do it. Yeah. But if you can't do something else, then this is your calling. Right. Yeah, same thing, you know, same thing with, uh, PhD work. We say that all the If you can think of anything else that you want to do. Right. And you can do it, do it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So there you Absolutely. go. Um, yeah. Anyway. All right. Excellent. It's like what they can't not do. They what have to be in do. the Avengers. Yeah. That's it. All right. I'll answer. <laughs> all, 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 all of it's taken care of. We're good. Go watch the Avengers. You don't want to know what you want to do with your life? Go watch Avengers. I, I think that is an excellent, excellent piece of advice. That is sound advice. <laughs> um, Avengers as vocational planner. Mm-hmm. Uh, there you go. <laughs> or something. Something like that. Yeah. Something. All right. Um. All right, so uh, what was the geekiest thing for you? Uh, we've, we've talked recently. What is the geekiest thing since we talked last? That's a good Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to, maybe not since we talked last, but other things that have been happening recently. Uh, I, have, I have a friend who uh, that I grew up with. Uh, he's a distant cousin, but we really best friends. and um, We played a lot of Dungeons & Dragons together yep. growing up. And he uh, he texted me the other night, and he was like, hey, do you want to, uh, what would you think about doing Dungeons and Dragons online? Oh. And, uh, and I went, Oh, that sounds great. And I'm trying to figure out like, so tell me more. How does this happen? I'm interested, yeah. but how is this logistically? Right. Right. And he pointed me to this, um, website called Roll20, okay. which is an online gaming platform. Huh. So it's like a, hmm. It's like the old MUDs. You remember the old MUDs, the old text-based sort of thing, right? Is it like that? No. There's videos and tokens, and you can put your maps in, and you can move your stuff around, um, and it has uh, dice rollers in built in, and it's got, I mean, um, it's, this is not just text stuff. All right. Um, there's images, and there's chat, and there's video, and there's... Um, you know, one of them had one of the the videos that it showed for it has um, 
a character who's holding a torch and moves through a room with, with columns and it, even the columns cast shadows. Ah, um, very so cool. I, it, it really, it's very, very cool. And we're in the process of, of putting together a campaign. And, so uh, put up a link, and, put up a link to the yeah, Facebook page if you would please. Yeah. Uh, I'll put it on our Facebook page and it's, uh, and roll20.net, but definitely I'll put it up there. And, and, and if you're listening, uh, put it up today. Today's the 27th of May. And I know that we're going to record this and, and post it up later, but I know everybody else is listening. I want to see this link. So we put it up there today so I can see it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the rest absolutely. of you, rest of you go to our Facebook page and scroll back. It's there. Oh, David, we could have, maybe at some point we could, we could arrange a Church of the Geek, uh, D&D campaign. Oh, this needs to happen. So if you are up for a Church of the Geek, uh, D&D session, uh, let us know. I know we've got a couple of folks who are players, um, uh, and I know, um, yeah. So if, if you're, you're up for it, let us know and, and we'll let you know. We're going to get a campaign going probably before this summer's open, over, don't you think? We can do that. I think that, I think, I think we can work that. So, so we're going to have a summer D&D tournament for Church of the Geek. Um, bring on all of your clerics and your paladins and your, uh, uh lawful goods, um, and whatever else you have and we'll have a great game. Thank you, David. <laughs> Well, we are coming and going here. I caught your question, though. Um, so, uh, well, we're, we're still watching Enterprise. We're almost done. We're almost through season four. Um, I will say uh, season four has a lot more skin uh, than any of the other seasons. They were trying desperately to get young men to watch that show. Um, we, we had two episodes in a row that we watched last night. Number one had... Um, uh, you know the obligatory green aliens, uh, um, the Orions, uh, right? And so it was the obligatory <laughs> green alien, sexy green alien episode, uh, and then it was immediately followed by another episode that had all of the female cast members um, in significantly less clothing. Uh, boy, they're working hard. Uh, so, so we're doing that still. Uh, but then Megan was out of town, and while Megan was out of town, I watched uh, Sky Captain and the World of Tomorrow. Have you seen Sky Captain and the World of Tomorrow? Uh, I know of it. I have not watched it. No. Oh, bliss! It is so good. Uh, it is um, so three of three movies around the same time did this, but it, possibly one of the first, if not the first, entirely green screened movies. So it's entirely filmed against green screen. Uh, harkens back to War of the Worlds. Um, everybody is in this movie. I mean, everybody. It is just <laughs> phenomenal. Uh, the 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 characters that they pull in uh, as a part of this movie, uh, just just great. Um, oh, and I just loved it. It was fantastic. Um, That's awesome. That's okay. Yeah, I always wonder, like, as a as an actor in a in a. Uh, Totally green screen. The whole movie is green screen. Like that's it's just okay. That's got to be the hard stuff. Yeah. So I think um, I'm recording still, um, Brian. I you may or may not be able to hear me. Um, I'm pretty sure that this is the connection on my end. We might have storms running in again. All right. Um, I, so- I hear you. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's probably why we're coming and going a bit. Um, and uh, so apologize for that if you're listening. Uh, Houston is getting inundated at the moment uh, with with rain, which makes you know recording online a, a little bit difficult. Um, so that's probably a good stopping point uh, there. Then uh, geek be with you, folks.
also with you.